what I'm going to do is I'm going to blow your mind and melt your podcast uh, with the hand of my visual aid. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely as what we've got in store for you today. Well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. Hello. Hello, everyone. People do that. That's so weird when they point. Anyway, listen. <laughs> thank you for being. Thank you for joining us for our amazing conference tonight. Now, if you don't know, tonight you're going to be hearing from four professionals discuss our topic: different types of clowns. Uh, now, this is spooky season. We wanted to make sure people don't go into Halloween unknowing things. Really, just. Try seeing clowns in there and not understanding what they're seeing. So I brought some professionals together, searched far and wide for some amazing, knowledgeable guests. And with me, as always, obviously, we have Dylan, but he's sitting down. Uh, yes, it should say sitting clown, but the C and L on my keyboard are broken. So I did make the D look like it was solid. Together. Solid last minute bit. That's cool. Uh, we also have Michael Clownby. Is that Hong Kong? Is that clown? <laughs> clown? Is, is that an L and a C? that you can't yep. read yeah it's it's clown clean <laughs> <laughs> and our super special guest speaker is a crosser of streams mr sal d'amelio how are you sal good to be here with you uh zach now i've done a lot of shows with you sal and it, it was it was stunning to me when i reached out to people who, who knew about clowns that you told me you have a special expertise and i was shocked i'm like okay cool well let, let me just get you on as soon as possible so um, yeah yeah, I'm I excited. I've, I've, wor I've worked with a clown in stand-up business, so I know all about him. Oh, nice. Well, we're going to hear about that a little bit later, possibly. Now, for those who are joining us for the first time, each speaker will be given roughly 10 minutes to present our topic of the week, different types of clowns. After each presentation, there'll be a short Q&A for our panel. And of course, we invite any members of the audience who happens to be watching to ask as many questions as humanly possible. Now, after the fourth round, or after the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker will be awarded the $50,000 scholarship to some nobody's university, and the Nostalgia Prize of the Week, which just came in today, and I have to say, it is stunning. It is a replica of Jim Carrey's Riddler oh. cane from Batman Forever. Uh, it is made in 24 karat gold. Uh, <laughs> And it's a wow, they're excited to send it to whoever wins uh, tonight. And we're going to get into that after some ados, which nobody cares about. So let's get on with it. So if we can get my presentation open from our producers, pretty please. I want to teach you folks things about clowns. Now, one thing that I like to do is hunting. And I, I do some of it for fun. I do a lot of it for profit. And that's why it's important to know the different types of clowns. You can't just be shooting all types of clowns, depending on what season it is. Most clowns are open for two days out of the year. But depending on the type of clown, you can't do that stuff in December, which is coming up pretty soon. So uh, let's, get, let's get on with this. Clown hunting. Next slide, please. 
Now, about us. Number one, who we are. We're an organization of professional clown hunters skilled in the art of finding comedy wherever they may hide. We look under very large rocks that are propped up with insignificant twigs. We look in random caves that should have bears in them. We look anywhere for comedy and clowns. Number two, where we operate. Now, officially, the continental United States and various satellite hunting grounds around the globe, unofficially, wherever them clouds may be hiding. If there's a clown there, I do not care if it's going to be a covert mission. I'm going to get the job done, me and my crew. Number three, goals and strategies. This is the one that people ask about a lot. Now, what we want to do really is we want to spread the word of this noble sport. It enables, uh, we enable its practice for those who may not. Why, why did you put this in gray? Uh, <laughs> uh, see. It, it, it enables its practice for those who may not had a chance and supports its conservancy efforts. Now, what you don't realize is that clowns are also bad for the ozone layer. Uh, in some regions, they're even known as pests. So we're doing a service to all communities by getting rid of these specific clowns at this specific time. Next slide, please. Now, here's our evolution. In 1990, 1933, big clown boom, guys. Clown boom, like you would not believe, uh, similar to the birth of the, the, the solar system, the birth of the universe. It was a big bang, a cloud boom. Hey. Now, while clown population grows exponentially, uh, threatening comedy environments, laugh shacks, uh, open mics, everything was in danger. Uh, it, it, they were just grabbing, rant, they were pulling up in tiny cars and just shuffling out into every improv comedy that there was. Clown boom. Now, let's hop ahead a little bit, roughly 29 years to 1962 during the first major clown purge. Now, this is an unregulated clown hunt, uh, reduced clown populations to lowest levels in recorded history. When it came to the end of 1962, you could not find a clown that did not have at least a scar from what we were doing. Uh, we went on a ramp. Not me. I wasn't born yet. But on my four, my three fathers, they went out there and just really gave them clowns some heck. Now, in 1985, I was born. I was seven. That's when the founding happened, which is the society created a con uh, conservancy organization, clown population stabilized. So what we did was we actually started a clown census. We really made people prove to us hey are you an actual clown what type of clown are you show me what your clown tricks are and we wanted to make sure that if we were just going to go on a mass slaughter we weren't getting rid of the wrong clowns those insane clown posses those chris angel kind of clowns you want to keep those guys around those guys make money the ones you don't need the the bozos the the ones that look out for rodeo riders i could go on let's hop to 2001 attention now, George Bush joins annual clown hunting, bring unprecedented attention to the sport. It was magnificent. Unfortunately, it wasn't either one of the George Bushes that were president. It was actually Jorge Bush, uh, but he was a very, uh, a very popular golfer. But that guy had an Instagram following that you would not believe. And when he went out there with one of his uh, hooked clown sticks, I think you call them putters, uh, he really just went to town and he brought a new level of sport to just random onslaught murder. Next slide, please. These clowns, these, those funny, these funny clowns, these clowns sure are, we sure got, we got them. Did, did you see how, how we, how we got it? Got with, how we got with them, eh? 
What a great sport, Dick. Now, that is an actual <laughs> quote from President George Bush while watching Jorge Bush uh, slaughter some people. He made that note to Dick Cheney, uh, and it was actually the day before Dick Cheney shot George Bush. I think that's history. Next slide, please. Now, we have obviously a budget. We're a nonprofit, but we do have uh, a lot of people that just send money and random uh, uh, bowling pins for us. Now, what we do with the budget, I like to break it down for you because people ask that. They go, what do you guys do with all of your money and large shoes and I guess things that come with that? Now, 38% of that goes to marketing. I have a lot of work to do when it comes to marketing. What we found is that billboards are the way to go. Uh, clowns see the billboards and they hide under the, you know, under tunnels and inside sewage drains, which really lets the kids tell us where they are. So we really go after the marketing. Sign under that is going to be advertising because people need to know what you're doing. They see clowns out there. They don't know who to call. Who do you call? I'll tell you. 24% are breeding. These clowns are going to town, mostly on each other, which is fine because it helps us hunt every season because obviously you want to throw the little ones away but when they start breeding oh. with the livestock that's when things get a little bit too funny for us now two percent of that money has to go to conservation because you don't want to get rid of all the clowns there are some clowns that are fine and there are also some areas that need clowns uh mostly you know third world countries and southern states like louisiana they still <laughs> need clowns they need people to look up to so this is a brief rundown of our budget uh yeah next slide please kind of easy easy peasy Criticisms. Yeah, we get them. I'm sorry. We're on the internet. We can't help it. Uh, Yelp reviews be damned. Here are some criticisms. Short term. Yeah, that's fair. Now, you're telling me that you go out and you shoot people dressed up as clowns. Isn't that just murder? Well, it would be if we shot people that dressed as clowns. But we actually shoot the clowns. And that's where it differs. Clowns, like I said, are pests. You can see them just gnawing on random tree barks. And you got to stop that stuff, especially in the spring. Now, here's some long-term criticisms. <laughs> the commodification of uh, violence is going to lead towards its acceptance of mainstream as a default mode of conflict resolution. In society, which already worships war as a solution, these clowns hunt certainly <laughs> aren't funny. And their proponents might argue... We don't like what we do. We have to do what we have to do. We don't dress up and mock the clowns. We don't torture them. We don't get pleasure out of this. We are doing a service. There's gazebos out there that don't need these sleeping clowns just hanging out. There could be a jazz festival going on out here. There's random backs of Walmarts that need to be clown free for any other drug doings or whatever uh, entrepreneurs going on. We got to get these clowns out of the systemic life. If not now, when? Next slide, please. Now our response. Get over it, hippie. Yeah, easy. I don't want to see your SJW, sorry, vegan, uh, goat butter eating, whatever fanatic you are. These clowns got to go. And if not me, I know you're not going to do it. And no, clowns are not funny. I'm sick of hearing it. It's literally one of the people that, well, clowns are funny. No, they're not funny. They take way too much time doing their makeup. They have ridiculous wardrobes that you can't find in normal stores. And what do they do? They either honk things or flop around and make stupid noises or squirt water on me. Nothing funny about that. They got to go. Next slide, please. But there's just different kinds of clowns. Now, in conclusion. <laughs> you made the presentation, Zach. I know. I just wish that I would have read 
followed I, the I, title that everybody had agreed on sure because here's here's the thing i know a lot about different types of clowns but i'm just so gd passionate about getting them out of my face that sometimes i put a cowboy hat on and I look for random large structures that they're hanging out in and i get in their face and i say no god damn it there's not enough room in this playground for the two of us and if they don't get out of there i mean they're a clown you know what i gotta do they gotta go and that's why I like to murder as many clowns as humanly possible. And that was my presentation on different types of clowns. <laughs> I hope everybody learned something. Uh, I, can I, teach them, I can teach you how to hunt. If I didn't know the whole thing was like that, I probably had a Southern accent. Uh, but thank you very much for your attention. I will take any and all questions about clown hunting, whether fun for profit or for not profit. Uh, are you sitting, Dylan, sitting down? Mm -hmm. Sitting down. Uh, Sorry. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Uh, you brought up George W. Bush uh, and Jorge Bush, but mm -hmm. I'm curious uh, if you could comment on the effects that clown hunting had on President George Bush's policymaking during his administration. <laughs> I tell you, it really made him second guess and, and uh, double glance over everything he was doing. Uh, he wasn't sure at that time who was a clown. He saw a lot of old white people with crazy hair and floopy shoes, and he got paranoid. And it really made him put a lot of uh, fake bills through just to see which clown's going to stop this. So I'll say 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any more questions? about yeah, different I, types? I, I got a question for you, oh, Zach. Yeah. Um, what uh, is, and there's bounties on clowns. Are there, is there a particular amount that's like is Bozo, Bozo the clown? Would he be like a million dollars, or and then just some clown at Walmart would only be like a hundred dollars? How did how do you go with the uh, financial situation of clown hunting? How yeah, good question. So number one, they're called clownties, not bounties. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we have to we have to get that straight off the bat. Uh, and mostly it comes in cryptocurrency. Uh, we have to create different types of cryptocurrency because clown currency. Clown currency, if you will. Thank you, Dylan, for that. Uh, we have to keep creating different ones because we don't fully understand how to pay them out. Uh, so we create new ones, pay people with that for the clownties, and then um, eh, really, it, it's a couple pyramid schemes going on at once. Okay. But th these clowns got to go. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. Okay. Michael Clownby. Uh, now, I don't have a question uh, because I think you presented what you were presenting very well um i just wanted to thank you because uh i'm sure that we're going to learn plenty about the different types of clowns today there's only three um i'd like to differ i'm glad that someone had the balls to uh present you know how to kill these clowns instead of just telling us about clowns because yeah that would have gotten boring. Um, I wish you would have gone maybe last. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, I so really... that, are there different ways to kill the different clowns or do they, do they all have sort of the same weaknesses? Well, obviously depending on the size of the individual clown itself, you really want to do different things. Mostly their knees are very weak. Um, they have, uh, yeah, weak knees uh, is what we found <laughs> in all of them. Um, from all the slapping. Yeah, I mean, I, when when I was, 
Right, that was a good one. Bravo. Now, when I was asked to be on this episode for, for my knowledge of clowns, I thought, what can I do with this platform? I could instruct people on what to see out there, or I need to instruct people on what they should not be seeing. They need to get rid of these clowns. So I don't really care what different types they are. They all, they all kind of go, I think. I think that's what my presentation said. But that's it, guys. Uh, thank you very much for your time in that matter. I hope you learned well something. And uh, up next, we're going to have Mr. Dylan Terry. Uh, Dylan, are you sitting down? Uh, yes. Um, I think it's very important that people know I'm not standing for this anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I'm going to deliver a presentation on... <clears throat> I wrote a story in high school about clowns, and I just found it. Now, this is a love story and some poetry about clowns by me. Uh, funny story, I did just clean up my living area for a while ago, and I did find my old college thesis, which was uh, some fiction that I had written. There's not a lot of clown stuff in there, but I, again, this is the story I wrote in high school. I wrote it on a typewriter, so please excuse the uh, grungy texture. These are direct uploads from the documents which I found. So let's go to the next slide, please. <laughs> As a small child, I was fascinated by these alabaster delights. Uh, I've compiled my favorite clippings, musings, ballads, sonnets, verses, and overall creative writings into a scrapbook. But I can't upload a scrapbook, can I? Spoilers. If you're going to have to pick which of these I go over, because I don't know how to work my mom's scanner. Um, I didn't mean to come clean so soon, I suppose. But here we are. Uh, I need people to choose between the friendly golden damselfish and clownfish. Here will come right up to your mask and look in. Hmm. <sighs> a sex-crazed flying ant with a clown's face. Blue is the Southeast London blues of Billy Jenkins, who plays the guitar like a clown, a truly sad clown. And the last word, part one. It's about a lone gunman in a clown mask holding siege at the Junior Gazette. But you know what? Considering this is my presentation, I don't think I can do all this. So let's go to the next slide. Let's see what we're doing. We're not going to do any of those? I don't think no. we're going to do any of those. Fine. This is everything I could find on these elusive white devils. Um, now, first, we've got Canada with the apostrophe on the A. <clears throat> 45%. Uh, I don't know why Canada isn't scared of them yet. 45% of what? People don't know clowns there. 45% of people don't know clowns. Something along those lines. I, it's been a long time since I looked at all of this stuff. This is from high school. I went through a clown phase. Um, so excuse me if some of the details are a little fuzzy. 30% mm -hmm. uh, of the USA don't know why we're really scared of them. And elsewhere, about 25%. I didn't have the time or money to go like check out those other places. Um, I'm a podcaster. I'm poor. Uh, the only place I could get to was Canada because my grandma lives there. So I go there from time to time on family vacations. So, I mean, America, United States, don't really care about any other places. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, here's some places I would like to visit. <clears throat> uh, just in general, I'd like to visit here, uh, down there. Hmm. I've heard tales of clowns down here. Uh, and, you know, as they like to say, I'm down for a clown. And then I want to go and here. Uh, I've only read of uh, Tales of Clowns de uh, over here. I had to copy and paste my previous text because my uh, keyboard had stopped working. So I had to use the, the X through thing. Uh, and that's in like Germany or Switzerland. I'm as, as I said, I'm an American. So I only know America and Canada. My geography is a little uh, shaky. Right <laughs> places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are clowns here. There are clowns there. Uh, clowns down. Like a, like a clown, Charlie Brown. Let's go to the next slide, please. No? Here's some different names for clowns that I find good. Uh, now, find good as in, like, I find them, not find them well. I didn't find these names, I don't think. 
Um, these are just names that I like. Names and goodness. So first we've got Lightning Bolt. We're calling him Calamity. Uh, now, if a three-month truce is a truce and truth, is the truth of a truce and truth a three-month truce? <laughs> I'm the one giving a presentation, so I say yes. Yeah. Uh, number two, we got a little uh, little cloud. I thought it was nice to mark these. You know, how clouds have like iconography sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the lightning bolt, you got the uh, cloud. <clears throat> uh, this is baggy britches. Which which wish which wicked wish? <laughs> yeah, um, this is pretty good, right? Yeah, it's about witches. There's a good witch in uh, Wizard of Oz. So, you know, on the scale of all witches ever, that's a pretty good one. And we've got number three, Upside Down Smiley Face, also known as Loof. <clears throat> and uh, on the scale of goodness, this one is the skunk sat on a stump, the skunk thunk, the stump stunk, but the stump thunk, the skunk stunk. <laughs> uh, I would love to do that again, but I would ask one of my uh, fellow panel members to let me down a beat, and I don't think any of them are up for it. So let's go to the next slide, please. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Of all the different clowns I've met. Oh, he stopped. Okay. I had a rhythm going. Uh, I have hugged 75% of them. They're pretty easy to catch if you ask for an autograph. A lot of them are desperate for attention. That's why they dress up and draw attention to themselves and do their whole act. Uh, so if you stop and pay attention to a clown, it makes their day. And they'll sign anything you put in front of them, uh, depending on the context of the situation. 25% of them I could not hug. Uh, they seem to be the smarter of the clowns, and they're faster. Harder to catch. And thank you to the previous presenter. Obviously, I think they might have been suspicious about my motives for approaching them. Like, uh, you have to be careful because if a clown becomes used to people, it becomes harder for that clown to survive in the wild. And so these skittish clowns are the ones that you really don't want to chase so they don't get used to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we mentioned cons- uh, conservants. So, yeah. Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, and now, of course, what kind of presentation is a good one without data? And so here are some numbers of circles around them. Now we have 90. Hmm. Well, this one clown at a baseball game was number 90? Yes. Uh, we have 40. That's 40 ounces of freedom. For some reason, I wanted a sublime joke here. Um, couldn't possibly imagine what that was, but it's, you know, the safe word is lemon. 50. Oh, yeah. The oldest clown still in high school. Uh, 50 is the name of the clown. They're only 21. Um, which, 50 the clown, I mean, you know, grows on you after some time. Not the clown, but the name. It's like, oh, yeah, 50, the clown. There's a certain ring to it. And then 80. That's how old my great uncle was when he started clowning. All the stories he could tell. Uh, not about clowning, because he died at 81. But, <laughs> um, man, that, that dude did a lot. Uh, he was really good at ciphers for some reason. Like he would write these notes in like little script and he'd talk shit on the police and he'd leave <laughs> notes around. Um, yeah, I used to hang out in like California, I think. Uh, uh, which is the city with the bridge? San Diego? Uh, all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he, he was a huge fan of like astrology. Um, <laughs> and he'd write his notes in his little like symbol ledgers and he had me like decode them and he'd be like, Listen, you got to get good at this to carry on like my legacy. I'll tell you when you're older. Um, never told me when he was older. He started clowning, uh, and then he died because he got you know hit by a car. Um, hmm. But I always wondered, you know, what could have been. Anyway, those are some numbers of circles around them uh, to wrap up my presentation. But to really wrap up my presentation, let's go to the next slide. Now, in conclusion, uh, clowning isn't for everybody. <laughs> um, please. Just like starting an exercise routine, consult with a uh, physician before you start clowning. Um, As I said, 
my uncle died less than a year after he started clowning. Uh, it's a dangerous thing to do. So make sure you get hooked up to your machines. Make sure you get all your printouts. Uh, make sure you double check that you are physically fit enough to start clowning. Uh, you might need to outrun some people who are on a hunt. So uh, I believe that is my presentation on uh, that. <coughs> well, it's not the presentation about that story I wrote in high school about clowns that I just found. I ultimately didn't want to read that out. Um, so it's just kind of a rambling sequence of non sequiturs uh, loosely linked around the thematic aspects of clowning. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the applause. I deserve it. Um, I'll take any questions from the panel. Yes, I have a question. Oh, okay. Sal's um, out of the gate. What's up? You you had this typewriter when you were young. And mm -hmm. uh, what was your, because you were at such a young age, why did you have this fascination with clowns at such a young age? What was the reason behind it? Were you, did you get scared of a clown when you were like five or something? Like why so early were you writing about clowns? And what was this elementary school, I believe? And you got this uh, typewriter? <laughs> yeah um it was roughly about then um my parents used to pull pranks on me for their youtube channel where they would hide scary clown dolls out the house on springs and i'd be like, <laughs> three or four years old and i'd like be toddling around the house and around the corner and my dad would be like ah! um and they did this for the first like eight years or so of my life and so it really instilled in me a fascination with clowns um and a really deep-seated fear of people jumping out at me from around corners. Fair enough. That would yes. scare me. Um, too. No. Uh, let's hear from Zacho the Clown. Uh, thank you very much for trying to teach us something about clowns. Mm -hmm. I think I failed to do that in my presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, but are there any musings or poetry or love stories that you can remember since none of them actually got put into your slides for some reason? Probably. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Michael Clownby. Yeah. Um, I have a very uh, special interest in clown love stories. Mm -hmm. um, one question, first question, uh, how explicit is this story? And second <laughs> question is, is there anywhere... Uh, that since it wasn't in the presentation that I could in fact uh, read uh, the story. Um, how, how you answer the first question will determine how interested I am in the second question. Um, very and Amazon. Okay. Is it, is there a free the, sample? The Amazon. Sometimes the Amazon. I only need a free sample to finish. Uh, they do the little like peek inside thing, but mm. I intentionally left the 30, uh, first 30 pages of it blank so people couldn't cheat it. Oh, nice. Okay. Some I'll solid, pay, solid I'll pay whatever I need to to read an explicit clown. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware, yes. Okay, Clownby, do you have any questions on the presentation? Uh, no, not a, because not about his fanfic. Ever since the first slide, all I could think about was uh, the, love. the the clown love story. So I yeah. sort of missed the entire uh, presentation. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, well, listen, folks, I'm not sure if we've learned anything yet, but super special guest, Mr. Sal D'Amelio, is actually going to teach us something. So, Sal, okay. please take it away. Oh, okay. Uh, and sorry about my, I got a 
horrible marketing department at the bottom of my screen it says it says sal and sal and bob that was supposed to say tony Ciclano. Ciclano is what that was supposed to say <laughs> tony Ciclano. <laughs> of course i just wrote that two minutes ago thank you um <laughs> types clowns some scary shit i found out that there are actually 23 types of clowns and here are just six of them so i'm going to go over the the six basic types of clowns that you see in everyday life or that you've seen at a department store or that you've seen on stage somewhere so i'm just going to give you the uh the types of clowns that you might kind of run into in your daily lives or some that you want to hire if you want to hire uh some clowns i can give you uh some advice on the types of clowns you want to hire whether it's for a a, a, a divorce party somebody's getting divorced i can get you a clown or obviously if you have like five-year-old kids i can get you a clown for that kind of occasion so anyway i'm going to give you the types of clowns and this is going to be some scary shit so next slide here are some dishonorable mentions these are uh some of the clowns that just didn't uh didn't make the uh think of me as the university and this just didn't make the curriculum for uh for my students to to learn about uh the first one is a trap clown uh they're scarier when they can dance good for some reason uh trap clowns you definitely don't ever want to hire you don't want to see these trap clowns they're they're just way too scary they're too scary for five-year-olds and they're too scary for people that just got divorced as well uh, number two tax clowns nothing definite in life at least in april than clowns and taxes yes you definitely don't want to deal with tax clowns because actually uh joe biden and his administration just hired sixty-eight thousand more tax clowns to go after uh uh clowns that are like you know taking money like doing a house gig and putting the 200 in their pocket and not uh not paying taxes on that so now there's sixty-eight thousand new uh, IRS agents going after, uh, you know, disruptive taxes by clowns. So you know, we, don't, we don't want to show that. Uh, <laughs> number three, damp clown. Uh, being slightly moist is apparently a lot of a lot of folks' nighttime bad dream time. So yeah, we we don't we don't want to deal with the damp clown. That it was like a phase for the. Uh, I don't want to give out his name. He's like the god of the clown industry. He thought of all the clowns and just he was having a bad year when he thought of the damn clown. So we don't want to even deal with the damn clown. And circumcir uh, clown, circumcir clown number four. You can never get around this kind. Uh, it's just a horrible name. Nobody can pronounce it. So we never we never get any any uh, inquiries about circumcir clown. So next slide. Bitch ass white face. <laughs> I hate this kind. The bitch ass white face clown. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want this. You never want to hire this kind of clown. Uh when we had this class at the university, the bitch ass white face clown. It's nobody signed up for this class. It was just one of the worst ones. We had just you know, two only two people would take this class to learn about the 
bitch ass white face clown. So <laughs> this did really, really bad. I mean, look at this thing. It's so ugly. It scared everybody. Uh, you know, we kind of wanted it to make, we wanted to make the clown look like Kathy Griffin, but we didn't quite get there. She's a lot prettier than this clown. But anyway, the bitch ass white face clown uh, just didn't work. So next slide. Jesus Christ, let me tell you about mind clowns. Yes, the mind clown. Now that that is uh, that that is a, a it's a very famous clown. Uh, it originated in uh, in like Switzerland. Uh, I think fr France was also another uh, the most the, the the Tiger Woods or the Michael Jordan or the Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos of the mind clowns is Marcel Marceau. Uh, I, I don't know why I just, I remember him because when I was a kid, I just always thought that was like the coolest name, but my parents used to actually watch Marcel Marceau and, uh, my dad actually, uh, built Charlie Chaplin. This is true. My dad actually built Charlie Chaplin's pool and Charlie Chaplin's actually considered a clown as well because he was very famous in the silent era and he would just obviously, uh, clown around and stuff. He's another name of a clown. He's like like the president of our university. He's at the top. But anyway, Marcel Marceau is the most famous mind clown, and, and we definitely uh, want people in our clown university to try to get as close to him so you can make lots of money. And so, yeah, mind clowns are huge, you guys. Next slide. Speed round of some pieces of shit. Number one, the, the slow fake clown. This bitch is ice closed. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to deal with the snowflake clown. Snowflake clown would be like, uh, you know, like the Kardashians of, of, uh, of the clown industry. You, you don't want to go down that route. So it, it, it's ice cold. The bitch is ice cold. Number two, the smart clown. Okay. This bitch is a little too bright. Um, this bitch is a little too bright. So the smart clown, you don't want that. You like, uh, uh, the, 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 like you don't want to you would never fall in love with like a clown that was hosting jeopardy or something so you but you you know it's not, it's not. number three the firm but fair clown despite being fair this bitch is actually firm as af okay yes this is the kind of this is the kind of uh clown we like to uh present at our university we like to have our women clown become the firm but fair clown this is the perfect clown you make lots of money you get hired by all kinds of different parties, especially the divorce parties that I was telling you about earlier. Next slide. Uh, this is just a, uh, let's see here. This is just uh, some of our, uh, like where our clown universities, where we get most of the clowns that move on and uh, end up uh, being clowns. Now, as you can see, uh, we've got a lot of work to do in Japan. Uh, we're not getting many you know, a lot of Japanese people take our clown university, but then look, they, they drop out. We only have like, not even, you know, not even, not even 50 million clowns in Japan. So, uh, United States kind of getting better, you know, uh, you know, uh, president Trump came in, we had a really big spike in, uh, in clowns because <laughs> people just thought he was a clown. So everybody wanted to become a clown. And, uh, as you see China, it's just, off the roof there is over you know just, there's more people so obviously there's more there's more clowns uh india is doing very very well we do very well with our university in india as you can see 
And uh, as you see, some of the other ones, Russia, Russia was kind of losing track there, but uh, hopefully uh, we just got to get rid of the one clown that's running the whole thing. Get rid of him. I think there'll be more clowns in Russia. So anyway, next slide. Rodeo clown characteristics. Yes. Now the rodeo clown is very, very important to our university and to the livelihood of the whole clown industry. These are the most uh, feared clowns that because they're just, they're amazing. They're protecting, they're protecting people. So uh, here's the commercial breaks for cowboys. Seriously, no one comes to the rodeo for them. Uh, that's very, very true. Loves barrel fashion. They are always wearing this shit. Yes, it is true. They have to wear, uh, they actually wear padding underneath too because they know they might get hit by a bull and all that kind of stuff. So they actually got a lot of padding on underneath their clown outfits. Wild, wild. These pieces of shit are always sporting country western gear. Uh, that's, that's true. They do, but they get all the way. I'm telling you, if you ever go to a rodeo, go to the bars around the rodeo because after all the all the rodeo clowns are like singing karaoke and they don't even take their shit off. They're just, and they get all the, they get all the ladies. I was going to say pussy, but I didn't know if I could say that on this show. But they get all the ladies. Smells like not shit, but is something from the bull. Yes, they're they're very used to um, smelling bullshit because they're on them all day. So if if some girl gives them a line in the bar when they're picking them up, they know they know that shit because they they smell that shit all day. So anyway, next slide. In conclusion. Uh, as you can see here, this is the, the exemplified, this, this picture here, uh, this is what you receive at the end of the University of Clown School that you will go at the Tony Ciclano School of, of Clowns. This is what you'll receive. You'll, you'll receive this as a plaque with your name on it. And what it's saying is, I'm the baddest fucking clown in the world now. I've got, I've got liquor in one hand. I've got, I don't know maybe the Moderna vaccine in the other hand. And I am just ready to conquer the world of clowns and make lots of money. This is what you feel like. This picture is what you feel like when you walk out of the Tony Ciclano University Clown School. And that's it. Hell yeah. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great job. Now, are there any questions for Tony Ciclano? <laughs> Michael Clowney. Uh you said that uh, what the rodeo clown smelled like wasn't the the bullshit, but it was something from the bull. Um, I was just wondering if it's what I think it is, or I'm hoping it's not. But could you please elaborate on that a little bit? Well, yeah. So what happens is these guys obviously are riding. They're they're. That when the bull rider falls off, the clown has to, the rodeo clown's got to go and disrupt the bull so that the bull rider can get to safety. And sometimes when he gets too close to the bull because he's trying to like get him his attention, he kind of ends up, you know, smelling the bull's backside. And uh, so he kind of knows that smell. Hmm. And that's, yeah, it's, it is what you think it is. It is, it's, it's the ass of the bull. Okay. So okay, not, so it's not, not necessarily the, poop, the much, shit, but, but it is the it's, ass. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah, the, the ass. It's yeah, the, yeah. It, it is, it is two distinct right. smells. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One's right. musky. One's just shitty. Yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, Dylan. Oh, 
Uh, yes, thank you for the presentation, Tony. Um, <laughs> now, I, I guess, I suppose this is kind of a comment as well as a question, but we, we try to keep these family friendly and appropriate for all audiences. So was all swearing really necessary? I, I apologize because at the Tony Soclano school, uh, we have to teach clowns because sometimes they don't get paid properly. You know, you ever do a, these clowns, sometimes they do the gig. They can't find the person to pay them. They're running around the house or they're running around the, the, the home Depot, whatever, whatever gig they got. They can't find. Sometimes these clowns got to learn how to swear to get their money. <laughs> okay. I suppose a little pepper does increase the flavor. <laughs> uh, we do, yeah. We do have a couple questions from Scott Curtis in the audience. Uh, he said, oh, cool. what about B9zo, which apparently is Bozo. Uh, Bozo. Now, what, what about Bozo? I tell you what. Well, the problem with Bozo is he, he was – he had he had uh, parts of the university named after him, but uh, he got into a scandal. Uh, he was uh, they they caught him uh, in the bathroom with uh, Pepe Le Pew, and they just didn't uh, they didn't think that was an appropriate relationship. So he was banned from the university. Excellent. All right. Well, I thank think you. It was, we don't know. It was somebody. He, yeah. Well, thank you, Scott Curtis, for asking that. And we can. Yeah. Good question, Scott. Yeah. Bozo will always be remembered, though. <laughs> good luck to Bozo. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, Tony Ciclano, great job. We uh, really appreciate actually learning about different types of clowns instead of how to hunt them or whatever business uh, Dylan brought. Uh, he's had a tough week. It's yeah. fine. Uh, but I found some adus. Throw them away. Who cares about them? Michael Clownby is up mm. next, and he's going to spread some serious ish. That's right. Uh, now, I'm going to admit to you, uh, when I was making this presentation, um, I was hopped up out of my mind on <laughs> fentanyl uh, and and uh, eight balls. Uh, so I don't know for sure that this is going to tell you about different types of clowns. Uh, luckily, I am sober right now for the most part. Um, so I'm going to do my best as an expert on different types of clowns to make sure that this presentation is going to include knowledge on the different types of clowns. So I guess we're doing this clowns let's do it next slide please now there are three opinions on clowns um the probe clown uh clowns are funny and harmless people who fear clowns are overreacting to the uncanny um there are certain types of clowns that are purposely scary um but I, I think for the most part, um, these pro clown people are talking about your average um, party clown, your clown that you might see in the street making balloon animals for children, um, or the occasional clown that you might find in an alleyway in New York City. Um, they're usually the ones with the good drugs uh, that that you want. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know what it is about the clowns, but 
they have the good stuff. Um, so for the most part, I, I am one of the people who are pro clown. Now there are anti clown people, um, that they think that clowns are outdated and intentionally grotesque, uh, forms of humor more suited to an older time and should be left in those older times. Um, I can't disagree with them. Um, for the most part, clowns have been replaced by podcasters. Um, there are people uh. now who take their their goofy personas um, and just sit behind a microphone and talk. Um, and there's too many of them. Um, but really, podcasters are just modern clowns. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I think we should stop calling them podcasters and just call them what they are um, and just call all of them clowns. Um, so saying that they're that they're outdated um, is not rolling with the times and learning about the new different types of clowns. Now, there are clown ambivalent people. Um, they don't really think about clowns. Uh, clowns play a very minor role um, in in their lives, in the in in their corner of the gore-soaked meat grinder that we call reality. Um, these people, luckily, there's not too many of them, but they are they are missing out on the great things that clowns do. And also I don't think that they're afraid enough of the bad types of clowns um, because there are bad types of clowns. Um, the, the juggalos, um, they're usually the ones with the bad drugs that you don't want. Um, poison Fago uh, and lots of, uh, lots of sexual misconduct from from these uh juggalos uh so you should probably pay more attention if you're not paying attention to the clowns in your life uh then you need to start thinking about it a little bit more next slide please now the business model for clowns is pretty simple um there's really not much to it. They have clown colleges. Uh, we just heard from somebody who runs a clown college. I think <laughs> that was, I think that was what that presentation was about. Um, I wasn't really paying attention, but, uh, but in reality, all there really is to being a clown is being able to apply makeup. Um, the only real skill, well, there are two skills. I I don't know why I didn't put usually when I talk about juggling while I'm talking about clowns, I also talk about unicycle riding um, because those two things go hand in hand. Um, there are clowns that can juggle and there are clowns that can ride, ride unicycles. Um, those clowns usually can juggle while they're riding on their unicycles, but really you need them to do one of those things. Um, if they can do both, even better. Um, next thing is making kids cry. That's really easy to do. Um, a lot of kids just cry at the drop of a hat. You don't, you know, the color of fruit snacks that they like isn't 
in the bag of fruit snacks that they got, they're going to cry. You're using their favorite spoon. They're going to cry. You're in the street and you're swinging your new bag that you got that's full of electronics, very heavy equipment, and you smack them in the face with it. They're crying. Kids crying is the easiest thing in the world to do. You don't need to learn that at the school. Um, and then birthday parties, which is where you put on your makeup. Uh, you take your you take your balls or your clubs or your knives, uh, whatever you're going to juggle in a unicycle. Um, you take it to the birthday parties and you make the kids cry. Very simple. Next slide, please. Now, here's the clown analysis in dollars. Obviously, it, we live in America. Sorry for any non-American listeners, uh, but everything in this country comes down to dollars. Um, so your average clown makes $20,000 um, a year. That's what they're expected to make in uh 2023 which is this upcoming year um now your birthday clowns are going to make about twenty thousand dollars your new york alleyway clowns they make upwards of 75 to two hundred thousand dollars a year uh it's much more lucrative to be a drug dealing clown in new york city than it is to go to birthday parties and make children cry um now, depending on your murder clown, um, if you're just murdering for the sport of it, you're not going to make a lot of money. But your average murder clown is going to murder about 200 people a year. Um, so if they're taking the wallets and the credit cards out of everyone that they murder every year, you can cross the $500,000 mark if you are a good murder clown. Um now, there's going to be about 150,000 customers this year, which is 2023. Um, so those are people that are hiring clowns for their kids' birthday parties. Those are people buying drugs from your uh, for drug dealing clowns in New York City. Uh, I don't know why. All of these drug dealing clowns only live in New York. Uh, they have expanded. Uh, they, they're not unionized, so they can't really um, you know, spread out and go other places. Uh, I guess I guess there's sort of a hub uh, a place that all of these drug dealing clowns live. Um, now, your murder clowns, I, I said before, there are only three types of clowns. Uh, there's your birthday clown. There is your drug dealing clown. And there's your murder clown. Um, now these murder clowns, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover between, uh, your birthday clown and your murder clown. If you want to get rid of your kid, you're going to, (laughs) you're going to hire a clown. They're going to think that they're there to entertain them for your, for their birthday party. And then the clown's just going to take all these kids out. Um, so between the three of those, there's going to be about 150,000 customers. Um, 100 assaults per year is on the low end of your murder clown uh, assaults. But 
if there's anything happening, um, we're going to be able to, uh, I'm, I've been thrown off all of a sudden. Um, apparently there's something going on with my audio that I'm not aware of. Uh, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, the assaults really each of these different kinds of clowns are going to have different assaults. Um, but your average, you know, your birthday clowns are going to have about five to seven, um, assaults per year. Um, your murder clown is going to have twice that much, twice the hundred average. Uh, they're going to have about 200 assaults. And then your drug dealing clown usually has about 75 to uh, 110. So we're going to average that out to say it's about 100 assaults a year. Uh, next slide, please. Now, the studies show that people either love clowns hate clowns or are indifferent to clowns next slide please the problem and the solution uh the problem is we don't know enough about clowns and these are from the clown ambivalent people we have to get knowledge of clowns we have to be we have to be the right amount of afraid and amused by clowns. Um, it's, it's not as difficult of a balance as you'd think it is. If you're thinking about clowns, the average person thinks about clowns about six times a day. Um, <laughs> if the people who don't think about clowns that much would just think about clowns two times a day, uh, they would there would be the perfect amount of clown knowledge from everyone. Um, so why should we study clowns more for everyone to be safer, for the clowns to be safer, <laughs> for your general population to be safer? Um, you need to know it because there's a difference. Birthday clowns, easy to spot the drug dealing clowns. Um, pretty easy to spot because again they're only in alleys in new york city so if you see a clown in new york city in an alleyway you can just assume that you can get the good drugs from them um now a murder clown is a little bit tougher um you're gonna get your murder clowns who look like uh your your party clowns uh but there's always something a little bit more sinister about their makeup um, or they're wearing tiny hats. Uh, only murder clowns wear tiny hats. If they're wearing a big hat, party clown. If they're wearing a regular size hat, drug dealer clown. If they're wearing a tiny hat, murder clown. Most people don't know that, but that is a fact. If you see a clown wearing a tiny hat, they are going to murder you. If you think, even if you just think about that fact twice a day, that's enough clown knowledge uh, that'll get you through your life. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs> now, I didn't really want to put this in here. Like I said, I was <laughs> very high when I was making this, and it's not necessarily a secret that i am horny for clowns um i love uh clussy i love cleanus uh that is 
that, that is not a secret. Um, so I'm going to look at these images just for a couple minutes. Um, minutes, <laughs> but uh, we don't um, need to really. This is all also <laughs> audio, so talk about it. Um, it, it if you're listening to the audio version, um, let me describe these images to you right now. <laughs> Thank you. There is a very buff man clown uh, with poorly, poorly photoshopped makeup on his face. Mm -hmm. But man, those pecs. Oh, he's got <laughs> great veiny arms. Uh, I could, I could see myself getting torn up by that guy. The next... <laughs> The next image is a picture of a lady clown um, makeup over her entire body, um, covering up her crotch area. So we're not quite <laughs> sure what's going on down there. Either way, uh, this is spanking in three way clowns. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter what's what's down there. Um, also, I would love to get torn up by that clown. <laughs> and the last one is a bunch of Chippendales type guys uh, all wearing clown makeup in regular hat. The one that I can see it, the top of his head, he's wearing a regular size hat. So, you know, he's got the good drugs. We're going to get nice and, and high before uh, I let those guys tear me up. So, um, okay, let's go to the next slide, please, before I uh, bust a nut in my pants. Um, now, in conclusion, I think I forgot uh, to put slides in here, but what you're looking at are two uh, blurry images. Um, one of them is a very, very close up uh, on a clown nose, which everyone knows is the uh, most erotic part of a party clown. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the right side or on my right side, I don't know what side it, it is on you. Um, this is a close up a very, very close up of um, a, a drug dealing clowns uh, eye makeup. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know why I put these in. Here. <laughs> uh, but really, this is what you need to know. Pretty clown, red nose. Drug dealing clown usually has very elaborate eye makeup. Uh, murder clown tiny hat i don't know why i didn't put a blurry picture of a tiny hat in here but that's really what you need to know um, okay. so i hope that you learned something about the three different types of clowns uh through my presentation and also uh you learned something about me um <laughs> which you probably didn't need to know uh but if it turned at least one person on to clown erotica it was <laughs> worth it very well done thank you thank you uh does anybody have any questions 
uh, Zacho the Clown, you look very trepidatious, but uh, I feel like you're going to have a good question for me. Well, <laughs> so we learned about drug clowns and we mm-hmm. learned about birthday clowns mm-hmm. and we learned about murder clowns. Mm-hmm. And the way to tell them apart is by the size of their hat. Correct. But my question to you is, Bopo the Bangable Clown is not wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. What kind of clown is he? Um, well, the thing about Bapo, the bangable clown, is that that is a poor Photoshop of a clown. Uh, so yeah. he's not wearing a hat because he's not really a clown. This this is an obvious Photoshop. Uh, this is Robin Taylor, the most famous erotic clown, a.k.a. Bapo, the bangable clown. Okay, but it's not his face. If if he were a real clown, he would be wearing a hat somewhere. But this is obviously a Photoshop. Hmm. I, I stare at enough clowns to know the difference between real clown makeup and okay. and a poorly made Photoshop. You're the clown professional here. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Dylan, uh, sitting yes. clown. Uh, thank you for the recognition and the presentation. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I know that these are just examples, but now that we're currently on the slide, can you actually explain which piece of clown erotica is your favorite to consume and why? Personally, um, of these three? No. Uh, no, ever. Okay. Well, my personal type of clown erotica uh, is the fully body painted clown. If you just have a clown who's just wearing their face makeup, that's good. Um, But the more makeup that is all all over the body um, you get, if you get a nice, if you get a nice piece of erotica where the lady clown and the guy clown, pretty standard heteronormative type of porn uh but in the clown realm you get that you get that white makeup slathered all over the dick uh you get that white makeup and sometimes the ladies do like a whole face downstairs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the rainbow colored pubes you really want the more makeup the better and then as they get down to it uh, the more that that makeup smears off of their bodies, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's even better. Uh, you want the 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 sweat and the drool okay. and the tears and the okay. cum and the pee oh, I... and all of that hmm. stuff. Just <laughs> making that. By the mm-hmm. end, you want two regular looking people and just a puddle of ma- of white and red and green and purple makeup all over the floor. I think he was asking for a title. Oh, <laughs> that's a very long title. Uh, so long. Amazon doesn't have any standards for it. I've never it's made a... it through the whole title. Honestly, it, there is one called Puddles of White and Red and Green Makeup <laughs> on the Floor. That's uh, gross. And that's All that's right. the one that I that I enjoy the okay. most. Sure. Does, to- I, does Tony Ciclano have any questions? I do. I do, Zach. Thank you. Uh, will you put the slide on with the... Uh, since I ran Tony Soclano University, I'd like to talk to him about his the slide with the, I think it was 150,000 customers or whatever. Mm-hmm. That slide, yeah, this one right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Michael, I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, at Tony Soclano University, we, we pride our clowns to make more than $20,000 in 2023. Mm -hmm. How can you get that number up? I mean, with inflation, gas prices to get to the gig. I mean, these clowns are spending a lot of fucking money. I don't train the clowns. I just know about the clowns and I know how to identify the clowns and I know uh, what type of very, very specific porn erotica uh, that I am into. Um, so the fact that, you know, I, I'm assuming, like I said, I, I know personally clowns who make much much more than twenty thousand dollars but there are also clowns that do it just for the love of clowning uh that make zero dollars a year so that's just an average like all of uh, these numbers it's just an average of what you know what they're expected their, their expected income the amount of customers and the assaults are all just averages uh because you're going to have some that are zero and then you're gonna have some clowns you know, Bapo the the bangable clown, um, he makes <laughs> he makes cool, seven man. figures a year. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's just an average. Okay. okay. Nice. All right. nice. Oh, thank you very much, Michael Clownbait, for this. Uh we did learn that there are three types of clowns, which I think yes. it took us a lot longer than we thought it would to learn something, but we did learn something. I promised uh, you that I would uh, that I would teach something, and I kept my promise. Yep, you have never lied to me while we are recording. Uh, so now, with that, all presentations have been given, and each member of the panel will now indicate which speaker they believe deserves to win the fifty thousand dollar grant awarded by some nobody's Patreon account and the Collector's Nostalgia Prize, which again is a twenty-four karat gold screen wow. accurate replica. Of the wow. for See, I got I got too excited for that because I thought that was Sly Cooper's cane at first. Oh. Uh, 24 karat gold Sly Cooper replica cane. Uh, he puts it there. down by the garbage. Didn't you just yeah, just throw it right in the trash. Okay. Uh so uh, I'm the presenter number one. Dylan, uh the sitting clown is number two, Tony's <laughs> number three, and Michael Clownby is number four. I'm going to ask you to show me with a finger who you think won uh, tonight's presentation in three, two, one. Oh, did I win? I won it with a middle mm -hmm. finger. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it from Michael Colby. It's one of the nicest gestures he's ever given to me. Uh, so I will take that. So. Everyone, that's going to conclude our conference from the week. Uh, my name is Zach. Uh, I get payment for doing this. I get to ask someone to give me an outgoing slogan. So, Michael Colby, what's our outgoing slogan of the week? PowerPoint me to the clussy. <laughs> Excellent. Disgusting. Right, well, <laughs> next week, before we say our goodbyes, uh, next week we're going to have a conference. And since I won, I get to tell everybody what we're doing. So, we're going to go over... Uh, uh, different shades of white for wall painting, uh, because it turns Ooh. out there are a lot of shades of white, and I need to figure this out. So, tune in next week for that. Tony Saclano, Sal D'Amelio, please. Number one, 
accept my thanks for being on the show. And number two, tell people where to find you if they want to listen to you or see your face make sounds. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Zach. I really appreciate it. And uh, good good to be with you guys as well, Dylan and Michael. Um, I, saldemilio.com, um, Sal and Bob Show podcast. And uh, just uh, keep, keep loving life out there, you guys. Have a great holiday season and uh, appreciate being on, man. Love that. Keep loving life. Uh, Michael Clownby, where you be at? Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex, uh, the the craziest uh, scripted comedy podcast starring ghosts and werewolves and vampires and uh, rich weirdos and magicians. And uh, yeah, it's it's a weird comedy podcast and it only takes up half an hour of your week like what Love the fuck it. are you doing not listening to it love it it literally it takes one poop and you get the whole episode and one salad one or not so salad no, poop one really drive depends. to work and you, you have listened to the most entertaining thing that you'll hear all week they do call I, it the single movement podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh god dylan terry where can people hear more of this quippy humor and uh-huh. stunning delight oh <sighs> uh, yeah you can find me on any some nobody stuff look up some nobodies we got no time to binge on going we've got of course powerpoint showdown ongoing we've got a bunch of pre-recorded scripted stuff out there and improv stuff like silicon angels uh podcast podcast and podcast show cyop appeal uh we've got some other projects kind of in the books uh Hell yeah yeah check us out i'm on twitter at vorpal underscore words where i'm going to be doing national novel writing month in a few days so keep track on there Hell yeah. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can text Dylan Terry because he always knows where I'm at. Uh, so until next time, Dylan, do you remember what the uh, uh, phrase of the week was? Cut me off. My life to... appears sure. uh, however mm. torn. Uh, now, there are more words here, but again, I'm about to pass out and throw up from lack of food and water. Also, I don't have plumbing in my house, so it smells very bad in here. <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.